0: Hello and welcome to the Simply Podcast. I'm Patrick Holbert, Head of Content at Simply Communicate.
1: And I'm Aish Rajaveli, Content Executive at Simply. Pat, who do we have in the hot seat today?
0: We've got Lorraine Solomon today, our advisory board member, and always great value for an interview. Lorraine is the Chief Strategy Officer at New Statesman, as well as Managing Director at Inspiring Conversations. Aish, what are we going to discuss with Lorraine today?
1: So today we're discussing her day to day at New Statesman, um, how to lead in an increasingly hybrid and remote age and looking at some of the areas where corporations really need help uh, coming out of the pandemic.
0: Fantastic. This is going to be great. Let's kick it off.
1: Um, So Lorraine, you are Chief Strategy and Operations Officer at New Statesman. How are you balancing that with your work at Inspiring Conversation?
2: So most of my work is, as with the New Statesman Media Group, it's a huge job and a real privilege to do that. But I do, alongside that, do some other bits and pieces for inspiring conversations. One of the things that I've really enjoyed recently is I coach some senior leaders um, for inspiring conversations. And uh, it's fascinating for me to understand how leaders take some of the challenges they face uh, and to help them along the way.
1: Brilliant. And um, you're joining us at Simply IC and focusing on leading in a hybrid age. What does that mean? And have the goalposts shifted?
2: I think they have. Um, a lot of people say to me kind of day to day, you know, when are we going going to go back to normal? And the word go back uh, is the thing that kind of bothers me the most, I, I guess, because, you know, I think as as society, Uh, we've been on a bit of a journey, particularly people at work uh, and, you know, kind of life is transforming, you know, for for many people. And I think, you know, one of the things that I really want to explore during my session through a World Cafe, which I can talk about in a bit more detail is, um, you know, in this environment where some people are coming into the office and some people are kind of working from home, how do leaders, you know, really make sure everyone feels seen and valued particularly when some people are present in the office and other people are are never in the office. Uh, Organisations have recruited people that don't live near the office anymore. So, um, you know, so it's really incumbent on leaders to get the best value from everyone. Um, You know, and similar to that, I guess, when people are working outside of the office, how do we make sure that people, those people particularly, are able to develop new skills, feel challenged, have a voice, you know, kind of grow with the organisation? So it's a hot topic. And then I guess, you know, kind of finally, you know, the thing that kind of goes through my mind is that, you know, organisations are having to change in light of different customer expectations, you know, and how do we make sure that we take employees' along that journey with us uh, as well.
0: Actually that's a really good point Lorraine. So quite a few um, surveys that have come out uh, recently have actually suggested that for Gen Z um, workers in particular, um, not having a physical presence in the office, that many feel it could actually impact their prog- uh, career d- progression, out of sight, out of mind, I guess is, is kind of the, the the issue there. How do you, as a senior leader, or even as a manager, how are you going to kind of placate this and and, and work on a progression path for them that, that means that whether, whether they work in the physical or digital workspace, that they're not hampered in any way?
2: Hmm. Well, interesting. I did a bit of study uh, around this with a colleague of mine a year or so ago, because one of the things we were particularly concerned about for the Gen Z audience is that they're going to be the leaders of the future. And, you know, when I started to work, and I'm sure when you started to work as well, we were in the office and I feel like I sort of learned to be a leader by watching other leaders, you know, and some of the things I thought they did really well and admired, and and I kind of saw leaders make mistakes that, you know, I didn't want to replicate when I became a leader. But for Gen Z, if they're kind of working in their home or in their bedroom, they don't experience that. Yeah, they see people on video calls and in town halls, but it's not the same as being in the office and kind of watching what a leader does day to day. So I think that, you know, kind of leaders need to go out of their way to help nurture and develop the kind of Gen Z audience. The thing, one of the things that we we saw through the study was that Gen Z typically are the people that most wanted to get back to the office. I mean, I've got a daughter, she's 23, and she, for that period in COVID, she hated working at home because she wanted to be out and she wanted to experience what life was like in the office and, you know, kind of meet other people. And typically gen C's feel the same so at the New Statesman Media Group for example we have a hybrid working environment we find that you know very typically young people are actually the people that most want to come in uh, and experience that corporate workplace so maybe the challenge just for them isn't as big uh, as we think in at the moment.
0: Interesting you mentioned about the New Statesman there Lorraine when you when you say that you've got a hybrid um working uh you've adopted hybrid working how does that look do they do do individuals have a choice of whether they're coming in the office is it dependent on um on what department you're from uh yeah what's the what's what's it look like
2: um we've tried to be as flexible as possible you know people have told us that they really like and appreciate and value that flexibility and since people have been working at home you know we've, everyone has kind of showed that you know it's it's a trusted environment when when people work at home it's about outcomes rather than presenteeism now so we've said to people we'd like you to be in two to three days a week people have a choice as to when they come in they enjoy the work-life balance and we we really encourage that um obviously if there's kind of a meeting that people have to come in for you know that, that's necessary for a face-to-face we expect people to make the effort but we try and be as flexible and considered as possible. Um, And um, people's part of the bargain, if you're an employee, is that you have to deliver great work, Uh, you know, and and kind of that's it.
1: Yeah, totally. That's that's great. Um, Yeah, I totally actually uh, relate to what you said earlier about, you know, Gen Z wanting to be in the office, because I was just thinking when... We at Simply Get Together in the office, actually, it's so nice. Well, not office per se, because um, we don't have a kind of designated space for that. But, yeah, when we do meet up, it's it's great
2: to see the team. So, yeah, totally, totally on board there. And, and interestingly, is we found the same with customers. So, you know, we're, we're, we're a, a publishing business and we host events and uh, discussions and forums and, you know, kind of publish stuff on, online and in print. Um, And we have found that this year, our demand for our events business has gone through the roof. So people generally are less interested in attending webinars. But when we host face-to-face type events, whether it's a dinner, a conference, debate, discussion, you know, then then there's sellout events. You know, people want to get together and, you know, kind of hear and see, meet people in a room um you know for a very different experience people are really clamoring for, for that since since you know kind of the world has, has opened up me too i really like to get together face to face which is why i'm so excited one of the reasons i'm so excited about the uh, simply communicate event
1: yeah we're really looking forward to seeing people face to face at simply ic right so getting into simply ic actually well, you're leading a world cafe on in hybrid working age. So, could you tell us a little bit about
2: the session and what you hope people will gain from it? Sure. I've I've run a number of world cafes in the past, and and I like the format very much because I think when you sit in a meeting and typically, you know, kind of view lots of PowerPoint slides as a kind of a spectator you know, often you tend not to get the best from people in the room. So, you know, kind of when I've been a participant in a meeting, uh, you know, sometimes it's quite hard to pay attention to slides if there's lots of them. I know that when people put up their slides and at the bottom it says slide one of a hundred, kind of fills me with dread a little bit. Uh, and yet, you know, when you go to a restaurant, a cafe with people or even, even better a pub after work, And you talk about the same topic often, you know, kind of you get the best from people. Everyone has something to say, don't they? It's the time when you put the world to rights. So um, a World Cafe event tries to recreate that kind of, you know, being in a cafe type experience with people. And we invite everyone in to have a really good conversation in a structured, facilitated way about a topic that really matters to them. You know, and in this uh, in this uh, uh, event, you know, we're talking about how to lead, how to get the best as a leader and from leaders in a new digital, uh, a new uh, hybrid working age. Um, so it will be a fun and interactive and lively session where we'll get the best, I promise, from everyone.
0: It's going to be it's going to be great. We know that, Lorraine. Um, in November, you attended one of our events as a roundtable speaker, and you spoke about getting a seat at the uh, this um, with the with the Exco members as an IC professional. Um, with regard to put bringing back to hybrid working, uh, do you think that this new way of working is going to help or hinder this process?
2: Um, I, th- I think neither really so I think the kind of principles you know kind of of working with senior leaders you know kind of a- applies equally as a as an IC professional you know it really is about you know kind of getting on the leader's agenda you know understanding the business you know understanding the outcomes that leaders really want to achieve and you know working to that agenda you know and helping the business leaders to achieve that out there out. And I think that can be done, you know, kind of um, in a hybrid environment with great technology that we have these days or or face-to-face. I mean, you know, face-to-face is always great because, you know, you always, I, I feel that, you know, kind of, you can read people's body language, you can have that casual interaction. Uh, you know, when you meet people in the office, you can have the coffee machine conversations that you don't always see online. But I think people have uh, uh, adapted uh, to online and can have a good, deep, relation, meaningful relationship online in a way perhaps that people didn't expect before COVID.
0: Okay. There's loads of buzzwords around nowadays. Um, hybrid working, great resignation, digital employee experience. The list goes on. What would you say is a, kind of the biggest pain point for organisations at the moment, Lorraine? Or where, where, what's the next stage of evolution within within businesses, and where can I C play a part in that?
2: Oh well, gosh, you know, there's quite a lot of questions in there. Uh, you know, uh, I think you know, kind of one of the pain points that organisations are feeling is, you know, kind of what, what's the strategy? How do we a, a adapt? Uh, to what our customers are, are now demanding um you know and for me you know the starting point with organizations is always what do our customers want you know how do we really cater for their needs because ultimately most organizations is about you know how do we make money uh and those two things go go hand in hand uh, from an employee point of view obviously employees need to feel connected to that purpose maybe that shifting purpose and really understand how their draw how their job contributes to it uh you know so i think you know part of the challenge and part of the opportunity through digital means and otherwise is kind of really articulating that connection between work and purpose um and um i think that you know obviously kind of this session is about leadership so, um, you know, helping leaders to uh, be inspiring and co-create a shared purpose for their team and imp- empower their employees to do good work in this hybrid environment uh, it is important as well. Um, and um, I guess, you know, one of the other things that's been on the agenda a lot recently is kind of wellbeing, um, because one of the things I think it's important not to forget about in a hybrid environment is that um, it's more difficult, perhaps sometimes, to cater for employees' well-being when they're, you know, kind of both in the office a- a- and at home. Um, and you know, it's about creating an environment of inclusiv- inclusiv- inclusivity, inclusivity, uh, work-life integration, uh, connection. Um, you know, so that we really get the best out of people. But I'm always going to come back to, you know, so that we achieve the business goal of the organization, um, because if I see professionals can can continue to focus on that, then I think everything that they do will resonate more effectively with the C-suite of the organization, and you're gonna get better outcomes as a result of it.
0: I think a lot of what you just said there, Lorraine, uh, there's an element where culture and values sit in all of it, but how are we, now we're in this hybrid age where you might be in one day a week, or, or in that simplest case, once in a blue moon, um, and everyone's working off Teams, everyone's working off Zoom, and it looks the same. Everything feels the same. How do you get that? How do you get, um, kind of, yeah, how do, you, how do you permeate that those values and the culture of your business when many people might not have ever seen the uh, the, the office, for instance?
2: So i think first of all it's about you know kind of helping people to understand your values and even more contribute to the creation of our values so i've run an exercise in two organizations now where we co-created values with um, teams of people themselves um and and that's been kind of really effective because then people own the values rather than you know them being nice words on the wall i mean we've all seen posters which says trust and integrity and etc but You know, kind of what does that mean in reality? And then, you know, kind of very much it's about, you know, kind of leaders demonstrating by everything that they do, that those values are important to the organisation and they're role modelling the values and and calling out themselves when, you know, they don't role model those values. Um, You know, it's also important then for, for managers, you know, to understand, you know, and kind of work to those values as well. Um, you know, kind of sometimes leaders can be quite distant if it's a kind of a very big organization. But the people that employees see and, and connect to day to day are their managers. So, you know, kind of what a manager does, how they behave, how they coach people, how they give people feedback, how they recruit people, um, how they have team meetings, you know, kind of plays a, plays a big part in then how employees will want to show up. So, you know it, it's you know kind of very important that you know kind of they have the values as well they showcase role model the values as well because that then sets the tone for the culture uh, across the rest of the organization.
0: Yeah absolutely I know the, the recent Gallagher survey put a firm focus on people manager columns in fact it was one of their key strategic um, pillars of their report um, so uh, and yeah this fell into permeating a culture as yeah. well. Um,
2: That whole phrase, culture, eat strategy for breakfast, I think is so true. I mean, I say that as the chief strategy and operations officer. So strategy is really high on my agenda, of course. But I know that we won't succeed in achieving our strategic goals unless we create the culture in the organisation, which is going to enable us to do that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And you've been working in comms and internal comms for many years. But what skills do you think the modern communicator needs now that they didn't need before?
2: Um, So, um, you know, more emphasis for me on business environment. You know, how do we really understand the business environment? I think comms people need to see themselves as business leaders, uh, not the people that take the brief and then deliver it. So people need to understand You know, how the business operates, the balance sheet, you know, how the marketing team works, technology, not just intranet, but technology across the business. Um, One of the things that's really important in many businesses these days is data. You know, how do we how do organizations collect data? What do they do with data? What's the best practice in terms of data? Um, So I think these are skills that comms people traditionally didn't have. You know, of course, traditional comm skills like, you know, the ability to host and facilitate great meetings, to be able to talk to a range of different people, to be able to write effectively, uh, to be able to be innovative are, are, are still there. I mean, it's table stakes, but, you know, kind of going forward very much it's about, you know, how, how do you sit on that leadership table and understand the different you know, kind of business and contribute to the different business metrics as they evolve in our kind of new digital age.
0: Fantastic, Lorraine. Lorraine, thanks ever so much for your time. Uh, it's been lovely chatting with you again, and we are really looking forward to your session next month on S- at Simply IC. We think it's going to be uh, a showstopper.
2: <laughs> it certainly <laughs> is, and it's always brilliant to talk to you, Patrick and Aish. Uh, looking forward to it.